He'll make it all right. God is able. God is able. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. He'll supply. He'll supply. Whatever is broken. Whatever is broken. He can fix it. He can fix it. No need to worry. No need to worry. He's alive. Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, grace giving uh, through our app. And um, if you can't make it to service, so don't forget about that. We always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well. Uh, give the website and on our app, uh, Givelify. Shall we pray? Oh, gracious Father in heaven, thank you again for another week upon us. Not only a, uh, just a regular week, Lord, but Thanksgiving week. We look forward so much to sharing time with family and friends. During this Thanksgiving period, Lord, and we're not only doing that, Lord, but we thanking you, Lord, as we should every day, thanking you for what you've done and what you're going to do, Lord, and in our life and what you've done so far, God. We lift you up, Lord, praise your name. We magnify you. We honor you, Lord. We give you praise for all you've done. We don't wait till November just to do this, Lord. We should do it every month of the year, Lord, every day of our life. Thank you, Lord. Say thank you for what you've done and who you are in our lives, oh God, and what you brought us from, Lord, and could have left us where we were, but you might you brought us from a mighty long way. Lord, we say thank you. Some hearts may dis- be disappointed, Lord, and some may be down, but we know you to be a God of lifting up, lifting up our spirits, oh God, and lifting up our burdens, oh God, and we give it all to you. Now, Lord, bless those on the sound of my voice, and bless this weak, feeble servant that I am, let me be used, Lord, by you. Decrease me and increase you. So that the power, Lord, be yours, magnified, Lord, through and through. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight. O oh, my Savior, my Redeemer, in Jesus the Christ's name we pray. Amen. Glad to be with you again this week with a few minutes with Pastor Mac. Uh, we picking up this week as last week we celebrated our eighth anniversary. Dr. McClendon Sr. was our guest last Sunday, and we had a great time in the Lord celebrating what the Lord has done thus far eight years. And we look forward to what God is going to do in the future as we have plans uh, to be used by the kingdom, for the kingdom, for God's expansion, for the ministry to be expanded and expounded on, and to do ministry work uh, for God and the kingdom. Uh, last time we, we were together, uh, on the podcast, a few minutes with Pastor Mac, I gave you the verse, Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, and actually as I'm um, apt to do, I'm mean, going to expand that verse, those verses to 17, so this week 15 through 17, as I ask all the time, read the entirety of the chapter uh, before and after the given text for that Sunday, just so you can have a contextual understanding of everything 
before and after the uh, stated verse. But we're going to add, expand two more verses, 15, 16, and 17 for this week. Next Sunday, Lord says the same, 1 Corinthians 1 through uh, chapter 1, verse 4. Uh, excuse me. And um, that'll be our text next Sunday. Uh, the Lord says the same, uh, 1 Corinthians 1 and 4. But today, Colossians 3, verses 15 through 17. I'll be reading the CSB translation, whatever translation we ask you to follow along. And let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule your hearts and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of our God shall stand for ever. I just want to tag this few minutes with Pastor Mac. So Monic notes this morning, whatever it is, be thankful. Whatever it is, be thankful. Uh, when my ch my children were smaller and while I was still coaching uh, football, I would take trips to other stadiums and football games. And uh, in the press box, they would have a nice hospitality room for the coaches and for the press. And I would bring back some, back home some things from the trip, the stadium I had visited, and my children would bring uh, my children, or I would bring that home for my children from the trip. They would be so excited upon my return. I would always get a hug and a kiss. They would show great gratitude and thanks because I had come back with a blessing or a gift. They were excited about the blessing. What made me feel good and excited me was the fact that they were excited about the blesser, me. I got a hug and I got a kiss as an expression of gratitude. But as time went on, they wanted me to go to other football games. And they were more into the blessing than the blesser. If the blesser brought a blessing, they were fine. A lot of folks come to church and don't want to mess with the blesser. They just want the blesser to leave a blessing. And then no thankfulness for all God has done. Paul this morning is reminding us to be thankful for all God has done for us. And he reminds us that there is a standard of living that is required by the believer. He wrote, if you got a chance to read uh, verse 12, put on then as God chosen ones, he gives you some clothes that we need to put on, not literally clothes, but you'll be clothed in compassion heart. Holy and beloved, uh, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And although the peace of God is generally an individual matter, in this passage, Paul is addressing the church. So about the time we get to verse 15, he says that if we did all of that, then we should be able to let peace rule 
our hearts. And that's number one right there. Point one is peace rule our hearts. Verse 15, let the peace of Christ, to which you are also called in one body, rule your hearts. Rule means it should be in charge of how we live. Some translations read, let it rule, which an authoritative judgment or settlement. God wants his peace to rule and be the dominant occupant in our lives. Paul wanted peace to guide all of the church's collective activities. Peace includes considering others more important than yourself. It is difficult to have peace rule your heart when you strive to get your way or consider yourself or what you want as more important than others. So sad we see that uh, very idea uh, populate some of our churches, the mindset of church folk is that if I don't get my way, then we ain't going nowhere. Because my way becomes the ideal for everybody else. We are here to satisfy me. We can't do kingdom business with an agenda of selfishness as the main course. Thus, the peace of Christ ought to direct our thoughts and our actions. Paul encouraged the church to let the peace Christ rule their hearts. There are times, will be times when other occupants try to come and take over. Whatever negative thoughts, thoughts, you don't surrender to them. Doubt, depression, distress, disgust would invade our hearts and try and take over. But his peace still rules. We ought to be known as peacemakers and not peace breakers. And so sadly, we see more peace breakers than we see peacemakers. Folk come and tell you all kind of crazy stuff. Huh? I don't know if you had those experiences, but they come tell you some crazy stuff. And then they blame you for all the craziness in their life. <laughs> they, they tell you some crazy, they blame you for it. But, but you ought to be peacemakers. And if it goes against the word of God, that's a peace breaker. If it goes against the will of God, that's the peace breaker. And we ought to be peacemakers. Paul's stressing that. That's why the church has to be bound by those items described in 12, but love binds them together so peace should be the prevailing sentiment of the group. You know, brothers and sisters, we got to have some peace. Peace should rule our hearts. We shouldn't be so quick to engage and I excuse me personal but sometimes face these things at, at the workplace where there's an opportunity to uh, engage in some peace breaking but thanks be to God we try to be peacemakers sometimes you just gotta let go you just uh, this shouldn't shouldn't come in should come back to focus some stuff just gonna lead to more peace breaking and we should be peace Maker. So one rule, peace should rule our hearts. And then number two, proclaim the truth of God's word. Verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your in your heart. Sin dwells within us. We born sinners. We, we had that that DNA at birth. But once saved, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. You have to let the Holy Spirit come in and take over 
residents in your life. That's why a lot of us can get through with stuff that we should not be doing because sin still dwells. And if you keep feeding, whatever you feed gets bigger. If you don't feed the Holy Spirit, the sin nature will still exist and pre-exist in your nature. That's why a lot of us still doing some of the same old stuff. We can't get around it. We trying to make folks seem holier than thou by describing them. But yet, truth be told, they still being the same person they were before they claimed to know Jesus. And I just got a little problem with that. I believe that if we in relationship, then we should not be wanting to disappoint the one we're in relationship with. I don't know. Call me old-fashioned, but I just believe that if we say who we say we are, and we say who we say we belong to, then my relationships will exemplify that which I've said. But sin dwells within us, and sin can sometimes be allowed to take over more residents than we should allow. Well, once saved, the Holy Spirit comes in and and then Paul says this, he, he mentions that uh, Paul exhorts us to let the word of Christ dwell in us in teaching, encouragement, and our worship. Let the word of Christ, the best way to understand uh, the word about Christ is, is to say the word about Christ. Uh, this would essentially be talking about the gospel message, Jesus Christ, the son of God. Cain died, rose again, so that whosoever believes in him would have eternal life. That, that's the best way to get that word in you, that word in us. Uh, this sense of the word of God, the word of Christ, like the peace of Christ, becomes a measure of living our Christian faith within the church community. And I say this, you can tell a lot of folk don't have the word of Christ in them because of what they say and what they do. Uh, we can stop sugarcoating, stop faking it, but uh, some folk just not say. We're trying to make them say, but until you accept Christ, uh, as Romans said, professing him, Christ died, rose from the, from the dead, thou shalt be saved. We haven't, they haven't done that, so we got to quit trying to put salvation on them. Because coming to church ain't going to make you saved. That's why I don't bother folk. Uh, you invite folk, but you don't bother you. If they don't want to come, they, they, they shouldn't come because you begging them. They should come because there's a relationship with Christ. We talking about saved folk, believers. Me, unsaved folks, they don't come. They'll come to church on annuals. They'll come to church on Mama's Day, uh, Christmas, and Easter. You see, if you're in a relationship, you come to church every Sunday. You, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. There's no begging needed. Uh, when you try to, you trying to be a believer, trying to be saved, you go to church. You go into the house of the Lord. You go into a place of praise. Because you love Jesus just that much. But he died, rose, came. We should be exuding that in our Christian community. And, and, and then lastly, be thankful for whatever he is doing, done, and will do. Verse 17, Paul, Paul lays down the track and whatever you do. 
in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That word thanks again, the first 15 said, be thankful. It says, giving thanks. He said, whatever you do, become thankful. In word or deed, as long as it's done in the name of Jesus, be thankful. Thankfulness is an essential element of our Christian faith. And I'm sorry to tell somebody to drop the bombshell, but everything you do in church, it ain't in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Just because you're in church don't mean it's in the name of Jesus, that you can put it in the name of, that you can tag Jesus in what you do, what you say at church. Oh, my brothers and sisters, we got to find that line uh, that follows the word of God. Becoming thankful is one element of our Christian faith, a believer's faith. It, 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 it pleases God for us to be thankful. And while we say that, it means it brings him glory when we are thankful. Paul, Paul exhorts us to be thankful. Verse 16, he wrote that the word of Christ should dwell within us with thankfulness in our hearts. And in the, the last portion of verse 17, Paul wrote that we ought to give thanks to God in everything that we do. Whatever it is, be thankful. Yes, brothers and sisters, beloved, um, we always got to be thankful. Now, there should be some thankfulness in everything that you do for Christ. And, and we, we ought to be thankful for all he's done. So I can hear him say, therefore, whatever we do, in word and in deed, we ought to do in the name of Jesus Christ, for the glory of Jesus Christ, and with an attitude of thankfulness, yes, to Jesus Christ. Believers ought to be the most thankful people in the world because we have so much to be thankful for. We have forgiveness of sins. We got eternal life through Jesus Christ. And we've been adopted into God's family. Being thankful declares our gratitude to Jesus for all he's done for us. Whatever it is, be thankful. Could be bad news from the doctor. Be thankful. Could be job issues, but be thankful. Could be family strive, but be thankful. Could be church folk, but be thankful. Whatever it is, just be thankful. Thank God for his unmerited favor. You better thank God for sparing you another day. Thank God for giving you peace in your heart, soundness of mind, full use of your limbs. You better thank God may not be where you want to be, but thank God it could be a whole lot worse. Whatever it is, be thankful. Oh, thank him 
for all he's done. He sent his son to die for us over 2,000 years ago. And I thank God he made a way. I thank God he brought us out. I thank God he keeps on blessing me over and over and over again. Thank God he didn't come down from the cross. But on a Sunday morning, he rose from the grave with all power in his hand whatever it is thank be thankful whatever it is give him glory for all he's done he didn't have to be so good but thank god he's so kind he's a good god working things out for you won't he dry your tears won't he ease your troubled mind whatever it is oh thank god the invitation is extended now his if you don't know jesus in the pardon of your sins if you would like to get to know him better get saved allow him to come into your life simply say this prayer jesus i need you in my life i believe you died and rose again on the third day i trust you to control my life and to enhance my future if you said that prayer uh, is as simple as abc accept believe and commit if you did that we would love to hear from you you may contact us through our email get praise on at houseofpraisepp.org or you may go simply to our website www.houseofpraisepp.org contact us and someone from our discipleship team I will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in Christ we love you to life we look forward to hearing from you thank you again for listening to our podcast we hope something was said be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week uh, we know that we are still in the hands of God and we will trust him to keep and deliver us bless you God bless you county line we love you to life and you can't do anything about it look forward to next week the Lord says the same we hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the Lord God bless you and we'll see you next week. Pastor Mac out. I need to hear your sound.